Too Many Comics, episode 161. If I sound a little stuffy, that's the reason. 61. <laughs> so we had some scheduling snafus. Once again, we are notorious for this, but we're going to fit in this week's episode just a few days on Do Comic Book Day, and a few days later do another one. Uh, but you did tell me last night, and you have not clarified um, before recording, that you've been active on Twitter lately. So oh, you please tell me what's yeah, been yeah, happening. Yeah. All right. So a couple things. So um, first, I I got to say, as much as Matthew Rosenberg let me down in terms of him coming on the show, I know he's way too big for this shit. Um, he is good about responding on Twitter. I don't know if, if you ever tried, but he, as big as he's getting, he manages to actually seem to be – or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just his somehow friend. I've he noticed – <laughs> um, what? That he tweets to me? No, that you? he responds to people. Oh, fuck you for that. Especially oh, you. I thought it was special. Anyway, so he was. Uh, he made some tweet about um, how people have suggestions about how telepathy should be displayed visually in comics. And that's a very opinionated thing that people have. And I said it's usually a butterfly, which is Psylocke's signature move, which we'll talk about that later. And he said basically – 80% of the time, yes. And I said, you're damn right. So there, that happened. <laughs> so then later, um, and I, I realized that I have read books that came out today on August 29th, That, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait until the next show. I feel like that's appropriate. Yes. And in uh, Jessica Jones number two, which I assume that you have at least purchased, if not have already read. I have not read and definitely purchased. So good, dude. So great. There is a scene, and this happens a lot, and, and I think I'm just more sensitive to it now that I live in the New York DMA, uh, where I see scenes in New York or scenes around New York or New Jersey where I happen to live. I'm owning it. I live in New Jersey. And I'm like, where are they? And so there is a fight scene that takes place uh, on the – basically the coast of the Hudson River where, as you've learned, I live a mere several blocks from where you can walk – you can get to the water very easily from where I live. I assumed that they were fighting with New York in the background, so I uh, tweeted to uh, Kelly Thompson, and I said, are they fighting in Hoboken? Because that looks very familiar. And she actually responded. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. And and she said, actually, they're fighting in New York looking at Jersey City, but, you know, whatever. And I responded and said, I happen to cross the Hudson River every day, but I can appreciate the view from both coasts, which she liked. Which I'm like, felt very good about that. That I I know. She's the new hotness, as we have said. And look, she's responding to my shit, so she must be a fan of the show. (laughs) So what's that make you? Nothing. Can we get her on the show? Oh, oh, I mean, hotness adjacent is what I am. Um, I mean, she's not going to come on here, man, but I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. She's not going to do it, though. All right, well. That would be a huge get for Too Many Comics. That's what I'm saying. But isn't that somewhat impressive that she responded to my stuff? Yeah, listen, I'm proud of you. You're not that proud, but you know, thanks for for for, even, <laughs> for faking your way through that statement. Well, it's true. I am proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you too, for other reasons that we won't discuss on the show. All right then. All right. So, California College puts King and Walter's vision on required reading list. I mean, what does this say about America? <laughs> that we're finally reading good stuff, or or what? I mean, so uh, did you read the actual story? Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it now. Porterville College in California. 
Um, required reading list for the literature class. It's held up as something as a modern classic. And CBR says with good reason. So the, the bottom line is there is a college in California that has recommended this as required reading. The Vision comic series from Tom King, which, again, you and I both have completed. We both loved it. In fact, I did – I hate to keep referencing stuff that I read this week that we should talk about. But it came up in the Runaways this week perhaps. We'll discuss that spoiler alert next week. Th- that series and all the heaviness that went down and how, despite the fact that it's a family of robots, is that insensitive? Is that like calling a little person a midget? What do you, what do you call a vision? A, a, an android? Yeah, I mean, android. Okay, fine. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I'll put a coin in the in the uh, tipping jar this week. That it was still very human and emotional, and you know, it really took you on a, on a journey. Uh, that 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 something <laughs> that like post high school level learners should be reading it so that was cool to me oh yeah good for them i I don't know if you read so the person that tweeted this at them their twitter name is j allen west and i just i'm following the tweet thread here and this this took this took a a dark turn someone responded to him and said is your name j allen west because your parents were huge fans of the flash and his mythos and he says no, my name is actually Jason Allen Underwood. I changed it to homage J. Garrick, Barry Allen, and Wally West as a way of distancing myself from my abusive parents. <laughs> I mean, that's real dark. <laughs> I was not and expecting also, that. Well, yeah, for Flash people, too. Yeah, well, either way, I mean, that's, uh, listen, I wish I had that class because I hadn't read um, not as much fun stuff as that. In my required readings. Uh, me neither. I mean, I read some really crappy stuff. Well, so you, anyway. know, you know what else is crappy? Uh, here we go. Uh, Disney has delayed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 indefinitely. I mean, this is bad. This is bad. I mean, so James Gunn was fired. We've already discussed how we thought that it was perhaps premature. And as multiple people associated with the movie and people not associated not even in any way remotely associated with the movie, we're like, this is a bad move. Disney would not back off on this. So the fact that it has been perhaps even tabled, not great. Well, the the cast, uh, as you mentioned, is is pretty upset with the whole thing, though I'm, I'm sure, you know, I've seen Dave Bautista say that, you know, that he would be honoring honoring his contract. Someone had asked him if he would leave the, the franchise or whatever. Um you know, I just I don't know what it's, it, clearly it's it's a bad move and dumb. We both wish that Gunn was still doing it. I think they were quick to fire him. Blah blah blah. Um, I don't know how long indefinitely is. I mean, they know they're sitting on a cash cow. You know, for well, all we know, they could get a new director in next week. But the, also, it seems like he like he wrote the script, so it's a whole other or co-wrote or whatever. It's it's more than just the direction of the movie. Like this person, you know. Who had never heard it before this movie even came out? The Guardians of the Galaxy series really was a um, I hate to abuse the term that we used a few shows ago. He's the he, he architected that's a verb I made up, but he really made this a likable, popular, ubiquitous superhero franchise. So how, I don't know how you come back from this, especially over the fact that like I mean, look, I read those tweets. I know you did too. They were stupid. They were not funny, but they were not like 
if you're making billions of dollars for a company worth firing somebody over, I'm sorry. That's my opinion. So don't hire me, Disney. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I wouldn't tweet that, but I, I, I don't. I'm not offended by it either because it, it, it was obviously not seriously done. No. I don't believe he wants that the the giving tree to give hand jobs out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are we doing here? I don't know. I would imagine that we'll see news on this front sooner than we think. Well, I hope you're right. Yeah. They're not going to let this slide for super long. Okay. Well, I hope you're right. I really do. All right. So for our, we had two number ones uh, from the, the last time we got together. And, uh, the first one, uh, that, that I think we are more eagerly willing to talk about, uh, is from the aforementioned Kelly Thompson. This was West coast Avengers. Number one out of Marvel, obviously, this is the team of Hawkeye, Hawkeye, Kid Omega, um, America Chavez, Gwenpool. Uh, who am I forgetting? I'm looking at the cover here. Uh, her boy, Hawkeye's boyfriend. Oh, whatever yeah. His name is. Whatever his name is. Yeah. So this picks up or sort of where, I mean, basically where Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye run left off. So. At, the, at its root, if you were a fan of that, you're most likely a fan of this. You've got the same, the same Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, you know, the same sort of storytelling, at least thus far. Um, and that's a, a welcome addition to my reading list. Quite frankly, I was a big fan of her, her work on, on that. Um, I don't know much about some of these other characters that are involved. Um, America Chavez had no, I'd have no zero about her basically. So the whole teleportation thing that she does, uh, was new to me. Mm. I'm interested in how her, her boyfriend, he's like a weird looking dude, how he's going to shake out with his team being a new time superhero. So I'm not quite sold on the entire cast, uh, of characters, but I like the Hawkeye Hawkeye continuation. Um, I know again, very little about kid Omega and Gwenpool as well. Um, but I think they could throw a, a wrench into what, you know, little Kate Bishop has going on. So I'm not quite sold on subscribing to it yet. Although I think it'll be one of those things where I'll see issue two come out and, and likely buy it as I'm perusing. Um, mm. And that may be solely on the fact of, of Kelly Thompson and enjoying her Hawkeye, but I don't know how long that, that purchasing will continue. So, um, I'm with you. This is a motley crew that we've, that's uh, been assembled here. Uh, Fuse is the guy that we don't know. Okay. And I, I, I know absolutely nothing about Gwenpool as well. I think I've avoided her on purpose. But somehow, like, I don't know how you feel about this. I, I liked her role in this book. I, I just, I, I, I did. I just thought that she was kind of like a wild card. Kid Omega, I do like. Uh, Quentin Quire is his real name. He has not used Kid Omega in some time. He's a little shit out of the X-Men. which But also I like. Which I thought you uh, you you would like uh, being a fan of Damian Wayne, but anyway, uh, you know who's to say where they're going to go with this? It it is uh, a, again a kooky lineup, kind of out of nowhere. They're not really Avengers either. That's been touched upon multiple times in this book that they're not actually Avengers. But let's give it a go. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's lighthearted. You know, it's fast paced. Um, you know, Kelly Thompson again is is among the more rising stars in comics. I even saw that on Comic Book Roundup. It's got like an eight point six by critics, which is very respectable. It's out of twenty two reviews. So, but a user seven point four. So yeah, that's interesting. I can see the hardcore reader not being into something like this. 
Um, which is to say why, I don't know. I feel like you could see like just a, someone who just reads all the main Marvel titles, picking this up and not being into the whole kookiness of it. Um, it's definitely more on what seems like it's going to be more on the fun side with a, the, a, you know, a cast of characters like this. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Kelly Thompson that she gets to continue her Kate Bishop run and, uh, see this through. Alrighty then. So you said you would read this if it just happened upon your screen, but you're not hard. Not subscribing yet. Yeah. But I, I'm sure I will buy at least the next two issues. I would, if okay. I had to wager a guess. All right, cool. So we had another debut review. That we did that Cold one? Spots number one. This is out of Image Comics. Writer Colin Bunn, artist Mark Torres. I'm going to read what the preview was. It's a mini series: <laughs> psychological terror, the undead, and a supernaturally bitter cold come together in this spine-tingling new series from Colin Bunn. Ten years ago, Dan Kerr turned his back on his wife and unborn daughter. Now both mother and child have gone missing, and Dan must face cosmic terrors to find them again. He soon finds that ghosts stir when his estranged daughter is near. And as the dead grow restless, the cold deepens. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. So we, 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 we both read this. Yeah, that we did. I don't remember what this is about. No. I really don't. And I, I don't know what to say about that. I, I, I'm, I'm right now flipping through it, wondering, hoping. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, want to, I don't know what it's about. It left... Uh, zero impression. I mean, I don't know if you hear me clicking. I'm clicking to figure out if any of these pages <laughs> resonates with me at all. That's terrible. I thought that. I mean, maybe we're just shitty comic book readers. That's what it is. Yeah, and you know, we we talk about these these sorts of books, and you know, you got to drive home a character. Like we, I I, I can't remember a character's names. Like what. Who in this first issue stood out as someone that you just like latch onto? And, and you know we've talked about this many times when in books that do this successfully. The, you know the Descenders, the Sagas, the yeah, um, Crosswind, uh, those types of things are these instant. You know you're you're building your own world, but you've got to give us at least one character on the onset that we care about, that we're there for, that we're invested in their story. This was like super vague. I feel like if you're yeah. flipping through here and don't yeah. remember yeah. anything that happened, like yeah, apparently they didn't get to the point. Yeah, um, I, I mean, and I, I like Colin Bunn as a writer. I do. He's done several things that I've that I've liked. I'm not. Don't ask me what they are because I always fumble on these. <laughs> but 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 still, I mean, and this has gotten a seven point five out of uh, Comic Book Roundup based on 19 reviews and a 7.8 out of three user reviews, which means not many people are reading it, in my opinion, MIO, IMO. But I just don't know. I mean, look, I, I, I might even read it again. Just maybe I was just stressed or tired, and that's why I don't have a, a visceral, memorable reaction to this. But I feel like if I loved it, I would know it. <laughs> right. Well, if you read it again, okay. follow up. It looks Maybe decent. I'm looking at it right now. I, I'm wondering why I don't have any any connection to it. It's because of the ghosts. <laughs> they were too spine tingling. They were spine tingling, and I'm I'm afraid. All okay. Right. So for today's new number ones, which we'll review in the next show in a few days, we've got Scarlet number one. This is from the creative team that brought you Daredevil and infamous Iron Man comes the latest explosive chapter in their creator-owned epic, which IGN called one of the best comics on the stands. 
Scarlet tells the story of a woman whose life has been ripped apart by police corruption. When she pushes back, she starts a chain reaction of events that will bring out the next American Revolution. In this brand new, new reader-friendly chapter, fully painted by Eisner Award-winning artist Alex Maleev, Scarlet tells the story of what happens when one young woman is pushed too far and what one country will do to stop her. This is written by Brian Michael Bendis. I mean, Aki giving him chances over there at DC. What's going to take? So this is a continuation of a book that he'd done in the past. Yes, which okay. you can get on, on, on uh, unlimited for sure. Okay. Have you? Were you a fan of Scarlet in the past? Or I didn't. I didn't say I read. It. I said you could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, perhaps I'll take a look. Okay. All right then. What else did you get to this week? Oh, I have to do this first? Okay, so uh, exiling what I have read this day, uh, I read The Punisher Number 1 by Matthew Rosenberg, which I heard was pretty good. It has sold out its entire first run. It's gone to a second run already. This book is violent as hell. Uh, but if, if, you, if you find yourself looking for something to read, I, I'd pick it up. Uh, this involves, obviously, the Punisher, who's barely in it. He's mostly behind the scenes murdering the fuck out of people. <laughs> I swear it's so violent but yeah I thought it was pretty cool uh, Redneck 14 by Donnie Cates this is that like uh, you know Southern Vampire book I- I'm I'm waffling at this point yeah, I feel like it's 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 about to run its course and, and we both know that he's busy doing mainstream books so how much longer hopefully like not much more uh, I read Omen Hawkeye number 8 which I liked I, I continue to enjoy this book very much. I really do. I, I you know, knowing that in the old man Logan future, Haw- old man Hawkeye it doesn't read the best demise is somewhat coloring how I feel about this, but I still liked it. And then we discussed this last is- uh, issue, last episode as well. So the final issue of a uh, hunt for Wolverine mystery and match report has come out. Silas is officially a white person again. That Ooh. happened in this book. <laughs> All right. How do they play that off? Does this so, just happen? So what had happened was she was absorbed by uh, like a soul-sucking vampire. Again, just just go with it. We read comic books, and she managed to within the. I guess we assume that when she was absorbed, that she still has some consciousness within the being that vampired her. <laughs> she's able to fight her way out because she's psychically strong enough. Shatters this woman's body, uses her powers to molecularly reimagine her original body, and now she's British again. I know that sounds so dumb, but that's what that's what happened. Okay, that's what happened. That's what happened. And are we a fan of this? I mean, on some level, I feel like, and there's been a lot of coverage over this. Uh, Chris Claremont, who's a longtime X-Men writer who created Psylocke, said, "Hey, you know what? I actually thought the whole like." Her being Asian was going to last like three books, but it looks so cool. It, this should have happened a long time ago. It really, it, it, in the or or never. That's how I feel. So, okay. you know, the, the character has not really, in in this current state, done a whole lot. So I reserve judgment until she sucks or she's kicking ass. Okay. So there you go. All right then. I read uh, volume one of the mix-up between Lumberjanes and Gotham Academy. Okay. I'm not sure why. I I, I, must, I think I grabbed a bunch of stuff when I went on vacation from Unlimited and then one day just kind of saw it sitting there. Um, 
we talked in the past when the way past about lumberjanes and how popular that book has been with it with a certain crowd uh, i think we may have even read maybe the first issue or something at one point um i was a reader of gotham academy i, I dug those characters there were some new characters that popped up that book was created um by brendan fletcher carl kershaw the, the team doing isola which you're a fan of i know um so it was a it was a well put together book when it was out uh damien appeared in a, a a brief little stint in there which which made it super fun but those creators were not a part of this lumberjanes gotham academy so it was it was lacking what i had liked from that from that book so i only read the first volume you know i probably won't ever read more of it but you know i can see why they crossed these two over i'm sure it probably opened up gotham academy to a new to the people that were reading Lumberjanes and may not have picked it up and, and vice versa. Um, so yeah, I did that. Okay. I went back and read black badge. Number one, I told you that I had purchased it that two weeks ago or whenever it was. And you had read it. This is the book of Matt Kent's with the, the boy scouts that are on like a secret mission to whoever they're working for. This was all right. I, I feel like, it could be a cool premise and maybe it'll pick up even more. Um, but this first little story was a, a little boring. It was a little more boring than, than what it should have been with them, like behind enemy lines in North Korea. I, I feel like more could have gone on or something could have happened. I don't know. It was, but I, I think the premise of them doing these sorts of things could be something there. But that being said, I probably won't pick this up unless people start reviewing it and loving it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and then another one of my things from Comicsology Unlimited is, um, I'm not sure if you've ever, I think it's a, I think it started as a web comic that cyanide and happiness comic. I got nothing. It's like, uh, they're not closely resemble stick figures. They're, they're always funny. You probably see them pop up on Twitter or something. Um, so I downloaded a couple of their books that were, free downloads and this one in particular was cyanide and happiness punching zoo this was a collection of comics plus 30 new bonus comics uh it's about 200 pages of some of these are like are super funny some are just whatever uh, but they're are a very quick read it's sort of like a um what would you compare it to like a calvin and Hobbes type thing but like dumbed down um, not as not as in depth in the pages and and character wise, but are you, are you calling Calvin and Hobbes highbrow? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Calvin and Hobbes, you know, at times can carry long storylines through. Um, the pages are all full of of panels, uh, whereas, whereas this, like, I'm looking at one page now, and there's you know four panels on it, very little dialogue. There's like quick jokes, quick one liners. Some of it's really funny. Like I said, it was it's a quick read. Free on Comicsology Unlimited, um, so yeah, I blew through that, and that was all I got through. Well, you're busy, and you've been sick. Yeah, sick in bed. <laughs> really? That yeah. bad? Yeah. So, so this is what sorry, it is. Buddy. Sorry, buddy. All right. So uh, for the news, Captain Marvel, we get a little not a, not a teaser about the movie at all but Lee Pace shared a a little thing on Twitter teasing his MCU return with a new video of his own and if you don't remember Lee Pace that is who played Ronan the Accuser in the first Guardians of the Galaxy Did he die in that? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, after the dance off. 
Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe you know, maybe I'm just entering senility. That's what it is. I'm senile. I forget everything. That's oh, what it is. Okay, that's why you didn't like cold spots. Yeah, who are you? Who am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, this is I didn't I didn't know that he was going to be in Captain Marvel, but I think this is still just a cool little thing of, you know, because I'm sure you know, there's a lot of general movie audience that won't read this story. And they'll show up to see Captain Marvel and they'll recognize we're in the accuser and they'll just, it's a small thing that Marvel does well with these movies. Uh, the Thor Ragnarok director. What, 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 what is a prequel? Right. So that's, I'm back, right. I'm back on, I'm back on as to why that could be. Okay, fine. Go. Thor Ragnarok director Taika Watiti recently met with Marvel about another film. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Well, but you were always so good at the accents. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's Guardians 3. I saw some people say that. Um, some people some quick, people were sh- shot that down pretty quickly. Um, they're thinking that, or they had talked about doing the Eternals. So. I mean, fine. But you know what, though? I, I did actually, maybe, I, I hate to go off script here, but did you see there was a quick thing with um, Thor himself uh, ranking the movies that he's appeared in? And he said he liked the first one. He said the third one was his favorite, and um, Dark World was meh. Did you see this? Yeah, we would all agree with that. I mean, I think that's totally right. Yeah. In fact, I think I think Thor one is kind of meh, to be honest yeah. with you. But it's less meh than Dark World. So Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> that is peace. Disney streaming service has a name and potential price point. It's going to be called Disney Play. They were looking at lower than. $8 a month. Yeah. So subscribers around $6 a month, perhaps, um, launching with a lot of their own movies, obviously Captain Marvel, Avengers four, Dumbo toys, all these things that are about to come out. Um, you won't see those hit Netflix, I'm sure. Um, so just yet another streaming service we all have to pay for. Listen, man, I'm sorry. That price they're, they're quoting is that's for sure. Drug dealer prices. They're going to get you in. And they're going to screw with you. That's what they're going to do. All right. Well, first, hit, first, it's cheap. Also, I saw that they would they will have no movies that are are rated on that service. Ooh. So, I mean, where's my fuck? And goddamn it. Yeah. So, what are they going to do with the <laughs> the Logan movie they just purchased? Uh, I mean, he's going to be uh, having um, cotton candy instead of quas, I guess, and a song in his heart, and a twinkle in his eye. That works. Okay, just like it should be. <laughs> uh, Marvel's Iron Fist season two. There's something about Typhoid Mary. So I mean, look, nobody was a huge fan of the first season of Iron Fist, but there seems to be a ground swelling over hopefully season two being better. And they've introduced uh, by way of stills and casting announcement Typhoid Mary. Do you know this character from the street level heroes of Marvel? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so she was originally a, like a dead, uh, a daredevil uh, antagonist. She uh, is schizophrenic, and she has different personalities, and each of them has like power sets that are a little bit different. And she's very dangerous. So Alice Eve, who we I know best from, she's out of my league. She also was a character in one of the Star Trek newer movies, um, is playing this character, and they've shown some stuff on Instagram about you know what she could look like and how she could be portrayed, and I'm I'm into it. 
I'll, I'll give Iron Fist a second chance. I'm definitely giving it a second chance. I've said numerous times that it was. I did not think it was as bad as everyone laid into it. Because it, it was below the average that was set. Yeah, it was. That, it was that, the that, worst that, of four shows that were. The other three were all very good. So, listen, one of them had to be the worst, and it was Iron Fist. It doesn't mean it was bad in itself. I know. Let me ask you a question. I discussed this at work today. You're in a scenario. Would you prefer to be perennially the best but disappointed by the rest, middle of the pack and comfortable, or worst of the packs and being like, I don't care? Uh, middle and comfortable? God, I, I wrestle with that, dude. I hate, I, I hate saying that I think I'm good, but I think I'm pretty good. And I cannot tolerate negligible by my opinion performance when yeah. it's when, it, when it's merely average is the is the problem it's actually average by the populations i probably teeter on it depends on what what thing we're talking about but i probably teeter in between those two okay well so you don't want to suck so i appreciate that mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> and i wouldn't expect you to okay so finally so wesley snipes blade himself who went to prison for tax invasion is somehow in talks to do more Blade movies all these years later. Well, he's in talks for more Marvel projects. Is it necessarily Blade? If you read the story, motherfucker. Yes, <laughs> he is discussing Blade among them. Okay. I say no. No? No. Hmm. I is say he doing anything like right now? I think he's doing community service. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he's doing these meetings. <laughs> no, I don't think he's doing anything, man. Yeah, I think we could say somebody else can play the character. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Trifecta of comic book characters. Jesus Louise. Uh, That would work. All right. Well, Wesley, I'm sorry, but uh, it's time to move on. Yeah, I think so. I think you need to just... Just get out of the game. Because I feel like... Yeah, yeah. I suppose I feel like like Blade, unfortunately, is suffering from being pre-bubble very pre-bubble superhero movies that we have now that are such quality interconnected smartly done we, no sorry i also think there are a lot of people that whenever they do redo these blade ones that well because i until i started reading books and being in in clue with the mcu when it started um you know i remember watching the blade movies and i had no idea that he was a marvel comic book character your brother didn't tell you uh, I mean, he probably did at some point, but I mean, I was somewhat young when he started coming out. I bet there's a lot of people that have seen it and don't understand that he could be within the MCU or, or somewhere. So mm, I think they should just enough. have him pop up at some point, perhaps fair in the enough. Netflix show, kicking ass. Yeah. By the way, did your brother comment on the quality of last person's uh, in-person show? They did not. Wow. It's possible he hasn't listened to it yet, so stay tuned. Oh, wow. Wow. This is It's getting more hurtful by the second. <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, listen, I'm sorry you're sick, and sorry, listeners, that we're a little bit late, but that's what you should come to expect out of this show. That's life. But, uh, you know, we got things going on, going mm-hmm. into a long weekend, Labor Day. It's going to be great. I hope so. It's going to be hot as hell. All right. Well, I'll talk to you Sunday night. Really? Yeah, that I will. All right. Can't All wait. Right. Till next week. Happy-